Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend slash my co-host, Devin. And today, we're here to share our view and insights on the film called Missing. This was... I I almost slept on this, I'm not going to lie. I almost slept on it. I was like, this does not look interesting. And then we saw the Rotten Tomato scores. And then Devin's like, hey, we should cover this. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Because Storm Reed is phenomenal in this. And we got to support the actors while, you know, all their major projects are coming out at once. Because she's also going to be showing up in the Last of Us series. So we got we got to show our support to Storm Reed. But... Before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to our show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics. That is optics with an X. Or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com. For any movie-related questions, Devin, what's up, buddy? It, it, it feels like we we just came back. You know, we were watching some, some Tilu episode one. But how's your week been? How how has your four-day week been? Because it feels like a five-day week to me. Yeah, that that Monday work week was really missing. We we did not have that one, and I also was not searching for it. That's for sure. I'm glad uh, glad we had that one off. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it's been odd because, you know, we had Monday off, but it still feels like it's been a five-day week. This is Thursday night that we're recording this, you know, preview night for Missing. And, you know, it's it's out this, this coming up weekend as of January 20th, 2023. And it feels like this four-day weekend, I mean, not four-day weekend, but four-day week is somehow like felt like a five-day week to me for some reason. I don't know why. But what have you been watching? I've, I've been watching quite a bit, actually. I've been all aboard the Abbott train, full steam ahead. Oh, wait, what season are you on? Uh, season two. I just watched the Halloween episode, and it was glorious. I've not seen that episode yet. I need to. I'm a bit behind on Abbott. I've watched all of season one. I've only watched like the first few episodes of season two, but I, I got to catch up because it got renewed for a third season. And you know what else is coming out this third season this year? Ted Lasso. Yeah, I still got to catch up on that, too. Oh, Devin, you are missing out. I am so excited that, you know, we finally got like our first look at it. You know, the information has been dropping on Twitter, all the other socials out there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And it's coming out this year, like this spring. I'm like, that's so soon. But it's also the last season of Ted Lasso, which I totally understand because, you know, all good things must come to an end. But as we mentioned here before, we're going to be giving our thoughts and insights on the film Missing, which as of today or as of tonight, January 19th, 2023, it is in theaters. So the way that this usually works, if you're new here, welcome We usually get into our spoiler-free section first, which is our initial reactions. Then we'll get into our spoilers, and you'll hear this little guy. 
that indicates that we're going to be heading into our spoiler section. So if you don't want the movie spoiled for you, definitely go watch it. It, it is phenomenal. And then we're going to get into our final thoughts and our ratings. And then we're going to talk about what's coming up next on the podcast within the coming weeks. And then we're going to close out. So Devin, are, are you ready to go on this um, extravaganza, this search party? We got a search party to go to. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I was able to convince you about this one because um, I'd say searching it came out five years ago. It's crazy that it was five years ago. I'd call it a certified banger, and uh, I had faith in this one because it's the same creative team behind it, and uh, I think it delivered. I was not able to watch Searching beforehand. Uh, I was just too tired um, yesterday from. Yeah, the I, didn't, I didn't know that you didn't know that it was. Te- I mean, it's technically a sequel, but there's only one scene at the very beginning that. Is from searching, so it doesn't really tie in. Okay, yeah, we'll have to talk about that uh, a bit. I, I kind of do want to watch searching, but there's there's so much to watch. I want to watch. I I need to start White Lotus. That's what I need to start. It's a great one. I hear it's fantastic. HBO hardly misses with their shows. But ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to missing. Call June. Mom, this is FaceTime. Oh, gosh. I need you to write a couple of things down. The car keys. I just said write it down. You're not writing it down. Kevin and I are headed to LAX, and we need you to pick us up on Monday. Keep your location on the entire time I'm away. No fun. Got it. And we are back. You just heard a little snippet of the trailer from Missing. And the story is as follows. After her mother goes missing, a young woman tries to find her from home using tools available to her online. And the directors of this movie include Nicholas D. Johnson and Will Merrick and stars... Storm Reed, Nia Long, Tim Griffin, and Ava Zarai Lee. So I'm going to pass it over to Devin so he can give his initial thoughts to Missing. Yeah, like I mentioned before, I was definitely looking forward to this one. Um, I was a bit hesitant at first because it's a sequel five years later. And that, as we've seen recently, um, sequels many years after the original have been successful lately. So I guess the trend continues. But uh, I really enjoyed searching when that first came out. I don't remember all the story beats from it because it was so long ago. So, I mean, if you wanted to split up a rental on that one, I wouldn't mind rewatching it. But um, Missing, I think, continues the formula well. It's kind of becoming a bit of a genre itself, this kind of within-the-computer-screen-only type of uh, filmmaking. It's been done with movies like Unfriended and Host, which is also a great one, a great horror movie using this kind of within the computer screen type of editing. And I just, I really like how it all comes together and how snappy and how lifelike it is. Cause it feels like it's all like stuff that would happen in your computer. Like it, it's all realistic. Like, Hey, when movies are like, it shows a text and it's like some software you've never seen before or some weird app you've never heard of. And it just looks weird and off. Like it, this uses all the correct technology, all the correct terminology and it just all looks legit. So I like how, how real it all looks. And I just think this one 
I think it might be a bit more of an emotional story than the than the first one, which I really enjoyed. Story between a mother and daughter, which is always a good a good place to go. And I think Storm Reed showed off some of her star power here, coming off of Euphoria being her her um I guess you could call it her big break, but I'm glad she kind of got to show off her her own solo performance here, and she definitely carries the movie for the most part because it is mostly her um, in front of a computer screen, so it's definitely good to see that. I think she definitely delivered. There's a lot of twists and turns. Like, every 10 minutes is a different twist, it feels like, but it doesn't feel cheap in any at any point. Like, it feels like it's all pretty earned, and it's all pretty well thought out, which I enjoyed. Definitely some gasps and some oohs and ahs in my theater, which was pretty funny. Uh, there, are, there was also some some theorying and talking throughout the movie from people behind me, but <laughs> it, it was it was nice at some points, but then it got a little little overwhelming. But it's it's fun to hear people's thoughts when they are seeing different um, twists and th- and turns and on the screen and, and what they're thinking about and how it's going to um, end up being. But I didn't. It's hard to predict this one. There's not much you could really really guess throughout this one and, and I don't think you would get much of it right because the, the, they do a good job of throwing in red herrings and and making you think people are one way or the other as far as being malicious or um, actually kind of helpful people at the end of the day so they do a good job of mixing it up and, and making you think things and then ends up being the complete opposite Yeah, I totally agree. I echo pretty much everything you're saying. Like you said, uh, I think the last movie that I saw that was of this type of genre where, you know, it's it's of the computer screen was Unfriended. And when you said that this was a sequel to Searching for a second, I thought that I saw Searching and I was like, no, it was something else because I watched the trailer. I was like, no, it wasn't Searching, but it was a similar movie that had that type of you know the computer screen style that's kind of how they're showing you know all the events and it it works it really works because it for some reason it builds up the suspense like you said a lot of the other movies that use this type of genre i guess you can call it like a screen genre or app genre i'm not or computer genre i'm not entirely sure how you would want to um define it but i liked missing because it literally everything that's june who's played by storm reed every app every website everything um that she was using was like 100 real like it wasn't just like some it, it wasn't like if you're watching I don't know, iCarly or uh, Victorious. Yeah, there weren't any there weren't any pair phones in this one. Right. Yeah, no pair phones, no pair pads. Like clearly not. He's like, oh well, we can't use Apple, so we'll just come up with pair, and we'll kind of make it look like Apple. I'm gonna open up a Warts app and go to Facepalm and then Twitter go to my Twitter. There there was an Instagram reference, but that was more of a more of a joke that landed pretty well. Instagram. (laughs) It's like Eric Foreman's uh, mom. (laughs) What did he say? He's like, yeah, like these look like knockoff Twinkies. He's like, yeah, my mom buys Twonkies. (laughs) That's what it felt like. Like off brand cereal. Like for I, I know Unfriended did not use like actual applications, which I thought was. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It definitely adds to the to the realism and just helping you sink into the world. 
Yeah, I mean, there, there's something suspenseful about somebody, you know, finding out this information for the first time, as you are. So, you know, Storm is or Storm's character, June, is literally going through this this journey with us. We're seeing literally everything she's seeing from her point of view, for the most part. And I do agree, this is a very emotional story between the mother and her daughter who, you know, they, they've kind of fallen out of sync um, ever since June's father passed away from, I believe it was a brain aneurysm. And it, it she he passed away when she was very young, possibly like maybe three, four years old, it looks like. Um, and the young version of... Storm Reed's character June was uh, played by Ava Zaria Lee, uh, the little girl. That that casting, by the way, for the younger version of of June was un unreal. Like I was, I, I thought it was like archive footage of an actual home video from Storm Reed's life. I was like, how did they get this? They they looked very similar. For a second, I was like, oh, is that like. You know, one of Storm's relatives, I wasn't entirely sure, but Nia Long, who plays Grace, um, uh, June's mother, you know, she she tries to reach out to June and it's just, I guess you could say June is more of a very Gen Z um, type of character, but she's not your stereotypical Gen Z person. Yeah, I love I love how they show like her actual thought process as she's trying to solve this, this mystery. And then it kind of gets your gears turning in your brain. Like, Oh, okay. I see where she's going with it. And then Mm -hmm. she kind of solves it along the way. Yeah. There's something about the, like it, you know, it has like the mystery thriller, uh, detective work that's, you know, going through June's head and you, you just, you just get really into it because it's like, Oh, if I was controlling, you know, June's phone or her computer, um, then, you know, that's what I would do or, oh no, I would do this. So it, it really makes you feel like you were literally part of the movie. I will say, um, I'm not sure if this happened in your theater, but it did for mine. Uh, for some reason, um, I don't know why they didn't fix this, but like the top and the bottom of this like projector screen were like completely cut off. So like there were certain points in the movie where, you know, there was a big twist coming and <laughs> I had to kind of like look above the actual silver screen to see what was happening. And I don't know. I didn't. There, there was a lot of us who watched it. I think I watched it with about 15 people. And I did comment like twice, like out loud. And I never do that. I was just like, holy crap. Like, you know, there are so many twists and turns in this. But yeah, I was, I was a little lazy to. I was like, oh, there's like 15 of us here. We're already, we're already like you know, 20 esque minutes into the movie and I wanted to stop and then, you know, start it again. So I kind of just sucked it up, but yeah, they, they definitely over projected, <laughs> over projected our silver screen uh, for sure. I was like, are they, is this like an IMAX image? Like, cause that's the ratio that looked like, but uh, I digress uh, either way. But yeah, um, the journey that June takes here is very emotional and you, you start to, you know, Start start to feel uh, you know some sympathy towards her, and then Javi comes into the picture. <laughs> Good old Javi, he just wants to be your best friend, <laughs> and it is crazy. So I'm going to pass it back over to Devin. Did you have any other spoiler free thoughts before we head in to the spoilers section? Because I feel like that's where all the juiciness happens. Because whew, 
this is a rock. Yeah, this, this might ride. be the the most the most spoilery movie that we've covered in a long time because there's just like I said, there's like a twist every 15 minutes. It feels like, but I feel like this does a good job of actually having things to say. Unlike unlike like a like a lifetime movie with this bunch of twists and turns. Like this actually has messages in it that apply to the real life, to real world and things that are happening. <laughs> or <a> sick <laughs> that movie. <laughs> yeah, that that was just kind of annoying COVID plot line. Yeah, that movie literally had nothing important to say. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is your first spoiler warning for Missing Again. That is your second spoiler warning for Missing. So, if you have not seen this movie, we could not recommend this movie enough. If you want to watch Searching First, you can. Um, there's not too much of a connection between the two. Um, there's one character that I, that I recognize from Searching that appears in Missing. Yeah, yeah the only connection is, is just they showed at the beginning that the story from Searching got turned into the Netflix show that is mentioned throughout this movie. Right. Okay, yeah. And that that's what I kind of figured that that's what, what was happening. But... Man, Devin, where do you want to start? Because there, there is a I, lot. I don't here. mind. I, I would like to start there. They kind of uh, took a shot at Netflix here, which I thought was pretty, pretty good timing, considering the the flag that Netflix took when it comes to like recreating real life trauma and bringing it to the to the streaming world for people's enjoyment, uh, specifically with Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. And all the um, drama that 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 caused, because it just feels like you're just trauma baiting at that point. You're just using people's real life trauma to kind of gain views and shock value. And I I just think a lot of people didn't appreciate that. And then um, Evan Peters goes on to win the the Golden Globe for portraying him. And it's just there's a lot of negative reactions from the families of the victims where they shouldn't have to watch watch what happened to their um, family just happen again on a screen and I feel like it, it is exploitative and this movie kind of takes a shot at that where it just it shows the instant kind of murder mur- murder porn that gets spewed out on these like streaming services that just people can seem to gobble up for some reason. Well, I have some good news for you here, Devin. The Netflix co-founder Reed Hastings is stepping down of co-CEO of Netflix after two decades. So maybe we'll get less of the exploitative torture porn um, series out there. Well, well they've I already confirmed watched... more seasons of Monster. So, oh, it's called Monster. Wait, is it called Dahmer? Or is it called Monster? Or is that Monsters? Like it's like it's like Monster. It's like the overarching show, and it was the Jeffrey Dahmer story. It was the first one. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like an anthology series. Yeah, they can get, they can bounce around between different serial killers and and recreate their murders and have that be the entertainment value for weirdos. Yeah, out there. I can see how that's very exploitative, and that is very uh, relatable to this um, to this film. You know, as we find out towards the end of this uh, crazy wild ride. Like Devin said, there's a lot of twists and turns, but there's not too many where it's just like throwing them at you every yeah, five you're, you're not, minutes. And also there's none where you're like, you're rolling your eyes. Like, okay, that's just over the top. Like there's no secret twins or anything like that. <laughs> For a second, I thought there was, and I was like, no, no, that can't be it. 
But this movie really threw me for a loop, you know, starting off with you know, we are led to believe that June's father uh, died during the very beginning of the movie. What an emotional it, opening. And then it just ends up not being true at all. Not true at all. And it, it kind of just it shows how strong like a parental love can be, even if, you know, uh, June's father did die when she was very young. Like she's still grieving in her own way. And, you know, we kind of see where she tries to escape that during a party or multiple parties um, after, you know, her, her mother goes on this uh, amazing trip to Columbia with, with her new boyfriend. And, Kevin. You know, oh, Kevin. You Kevin. <laughs> he just looked like trouble. I was like, okay. Yeah, he, he was very sketchy. Just that face. Yes. But I will say when June like hacks into his like Tinder hinge account, you know, yeah, that was, I, I think know. that was the only fake one. I don't think that was like lovely or something. I something like heard that. Of it. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to look that up at some point to see if that's real, but it was actually interesting to see, like, obviously, you know, like we're, we're younger. We've, you know, we, we've been on the dating apps. A lot of people have our age, but you don't really think about older, the older generation doing the same thing. And you kind of got to see how that unfolded on screen where it's like, Oh yeah, I'm actually kind of interested to see how, you know, older adults, um, react in these situations, how they are able to communicate when it comes to online dating, especially, you know, older adults who have been married or have lost a spouse and have kids. So it was kind of heartwarming to see, you know, the, the Kevin and, um, what what was, uh, Nia Long's character's name? Grace. It was it was nice to see Kevin and Grace. I was like, oh, you know what? Kevin's an upright guy. Yeah, and then no. <laughs> Not at all. Man gets caps. <laughs> and just Yeah, pow. that was pretty surprising. Just kind of often yeah. Columbia by their their government. Yeah, he, he was the only lead there for a while. And then I was like, well, I was like, okay, well, he's he's dead. Like, where's the story gonna go? And then we find out that June's father was alive and is this crazy psycho person who's been to prison and, you know, just is, you know, drug abuse and just yeah, his, his nose was not bleeding for the reason we thought it was bleeding. No, no, not at all. <laughs> and you know what? They, they, they got us with that because, you know, obviously it was either crack or cocaine, whatever it may be. You know, he, he had the sniffles and it was, Usually someone who is, you know, addicted to that stuff, you would see them, you know, sniff their nose a lot, kind of like that. We didn't see that at all. It's just like, oh, man, this is, you know, an upright father, you know, hanging out with his daughter, playing, you know, doing whatever. And then it's like, oh, man, you know, he's sick or, you know, it's like the start of, you know, of, of something tragic. And then, yeah. Um, <laughs> I believe, uh, the guy who played the father, uh, Tim Griffith, uh, Griffin, excuse me, Tim Griffin, uh, James, he was, he was really good. Yeah. He, he was, was creepy. Really I don't, I feel like I've seen him in something else, but I can't, I haven't found out what yet. Yeah. And it also, you, during the, you know, it's a lot of scenes, I've been kind of taken out of context on purpose. And then we get to see the full context later on, especially with the home video that happens. So I thought that was pretty interesting that, you know, like not everything is as it seems. And 
of course, you know, the, the mother has this dark past, but for good reason, because for a yeah, second, you know, a forced they, dark past. Yeah, a forced dark past. She pretty much went into the witness protection program. And yeah, we, we think that, you know, the mother's up to something and we see how people just run around with wild rumors. This movie is just it's insane. Like I could sit here and talk about it all day. I think I feel like I feel like the biggest twist of all might have been the uh, the lawyer, because the whole time they lead us to believe that she is involved in some way and that she is being nefarious. But at the end, it's kind of heartbreaking seeing what happens because she ends up getting killed and she was she was being helpful all along. And even when her mom first was trying to get into witness protection, she offered to help pro bono and was was there for her from the very beginning. Yeah, this <laughs> I mean. It, this movie just it, it rocks like i really really enjoyed myself i had this it had you know it, it had all the mystery had the detective work and just everything that you would probably expect from a movie just told from you know a teenager's computer screen and then of course javi oh javi i want to be javi's best friend everyone's like, javi's friend we're all amigos <laughs> it's so and and that actually throws into you know just randomly meeting someone like whether it be you know online or in person and not knowing or not expecting your relationship with that person to grow in ways that you never thought possible because it's definitely happened to me where I've been introduced to people through either just a friend I mean all this not necessarily the same but even us we know through our friend Seth We've made some, you know, some some pretty good friends. I mean, they're okay, but <laughs> we made some pretty good friends along the way, and it's just something that's unexpected. And I love how Javi and June have that connection. You know, they they have an understanding, and then it blossoms into something more. Yeah, I think that was that that might have been the moment I was most impressed by June. Just her to think of uh, going to this website for basically chores, basically. I don't know. I don't know if that one's real. It might be, but I haven't heard of it. But it was. I think there is a chore website. I'm not sure. Again, that one, that app may be. It might be false, but we're never know unless we look it up. I can't remember the name of it, but I do know that there is a service out there that does like chore work. Yeah, I like when she came up with the idea to to do a Colombian version of it and then found Hoppy. <laughs> <Yeah. Hobby. laughs> He was only at 2.4 stars. <laughs> Eight bucks an hour. Javi is a five star in our hearts. Yes. <laughs> that man was, oh, he was perfect. I loved Javi. Uh, the actor's name is Joaquim uh, Del Alameda. And yeah, he, 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 was, he was awesome. He was in Fast Five. Look at that. Oh, big action star. I know. Desperado. Wow. Look at this man. He's he was in training day, the TV series. But I mean, it's still training day. <laughs> he was in Warrior Nun. Yeah. It that's on uh, Netflix, is it not? I've never seen it. it just sounds funny. I be- I believe it is. I su- yeah, this is on Netflix. There this was trending a few days ago. Because I guess, you know, how Netflix loves to cancel everything after a season. Um, <laughs> it was, I think it's on its second season. Apparently, a lot of people like it. And I think people were hoping that it was, were thinking that it was going to get canceled next. 
But now I'm like, I kind of want to watch a little bit of it. It, it looks very intriguing. But either way, Missing, back, back to the, the subject and Missing is phenomenal. And I think everyone should go see it. So let's get into our final thoughts and ratings. I'll pass it over to Devin so he can give his final thoughts and ratings. Then I'll give mine and then we'll close out. Yeah, one, one other thing I forgot to mention, I love how it all came full circle with the, the Siri joke. It, mm. it, it seemed like just kind of like an innocent like mom joke throughout the movie where obviously moms don't always have a, a grasp of technology and they like to use like Siri and FaceTime incorrectly. But I love how it came full circle and she ended up using it to to save the day. And it might be a lesson to to have that that fe- that feature on where Siri's always listening because it can come in handy, just like it showed here. I might have to check if I have that one on. Yeah, definitely. I <laughs> hey Siri is always listening, <laughs> and so is Alexa. So <laughs> and hey Google. But your webcam might might always be watching. That's the scary part. Absolutely, it is, dude. There there have been so many times, even in college. Um, one of my roommates. Um, he just started dating this girl, whatever. I, I had a brand new Xbox One. <laughs> a brand new Xbox One with, you know, it finally came with the Kinect this time around. The one thing we, we were asking for forever. And, you know, anytime that they were, you know, wanted to be alone, whatever, you know, I'd let them have the room. And like a few hours later, I'd come back and he would have the Xbox or the, the Kinect camera just covered just in case. And I was, he's always like, you know, you never know if they're watching. I'm like, honestly, they are <laughs> probably <Yeah>. just <laughs> like, depends on who is really what the issue is. Yeah. That, that is, I mean, actually I've, I believe there was an article about the Xbox one with the connect where they found someone doing something. I can't remember what the article was exactly, but they, they like caught a criminal through <laughs> tapping into their Xbox one's connect. And I was like, yeah, there's a reason why cameras are definitely watching. I, <laughs> it is what it is. But uh, to echo what Devin says, it's amazing. But sorry, did you give your score yet? Uh, as far as sco- score, I would go with around like uh, probably like an 84. Just like just really solid. Didn't have many issues with it. There are a couple of times where it, it gets a little, little over the top and the ending felt kind of abrupt and kind of convenient with the whole glass shard thing or the mirror mm-hmm. shard. But other than that, just super well made and just like the, the original and it just delivers on the concept. Yeah, it does. And I had to thank Devin for uh, recommending this because like I said, I, I had a early screening to this a few, about a week ago, but I was busy and I was like, uh, I probably won't see this. You know, it's, it's a quote unquote January movie, but Hey, we've, we, we've gone through one January movie. The first one of the year, Megan, and ended up being a banger. The curse is being broken. Yeah. The curse is being broke. That that's, that's another curse that's being broken. Um, and we watched sick. It's like, yeah, that was okay. But this, this was very, very enjoyable. And I do agree with Devin's score at 84 out of a hundred. I would definitely give this like probably like three and a half to four, uh, four out of five stars on letterbox. Um, I thought it was just, wow. I did not expect it to hit as hard as it did. It kept me guessing through the entire movie. There was nothing that felt Nothing that felt fake, you know, like nothing felt forced. Like it was just all 
It was very. It was a very realistic scenario. I, I feel like the only predictable thing might have been Kevin, but then even at certain times you went back and forth like, oh, maybe he is a, a genuine guy, but no, Kev, Kevin's always Kevin. See, that's what I like. You know, it's it's not like, oh, like who's the killer? I don't know. Maybe he's that shifty guy over there and ends up being him. But for a, a good chunk of the movie, I thought that Kevin was innocent. I'm like, oh, they were both kidnapped. And then, you know, we're, we're giving, we're throwing like maybe two or three red herrings for Kevin's character. And it comes around and it's like, okay, yeah, he was not who he said he was, but there's a bigger threat out there and we didn't realize who it was or what it was. And, and you'll never guess it. No, you'll never guess. <laughs> you would never guess. Well, now they were in spoilers, but yeah, you'll, you would never guess it. Like going into that movie, I had no clue what was going to happen. And it was paced pretty wonderfully, I, I might add for sure. Like I, I really enjoyed it. And that is a wrap on today's review. If you like what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Optics. Again, that's Optics with an X. And make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, or your significant other. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics podcast with a movie lover in need. And really quick, let's take a quick peek at what's coming up next on the show so what's coming up next of course we have been covering the last of us hbo series we'll be doing that on a weekly basis we're also going to be covering velma once that wraps up in early february you want to kind of you know wait for all episodes to come out and also we're going to be covering knock at the cabin which comes up in it's it's coming up pretty quick i believe it's like early february is when that drops in theaters so Devin and I are going to go see that early so we can try to drop a review out for you guys as well. But for what's out now that you can listen to on the podcast, you can listen to our That 90 Show review that I covered with Amanda, a.k.a. AMX NDA Reviews. You can also check out our The Last of Us Episode 1 review. Um, I'm not sure if this is going to drop before and or after The Last of Us Episode 2. Um, we'll just have to wait and see um, if episode 2 is out if episode 2 of The Last of Us is out by the time this is out you know you can check through our episode list you can go check it out if not it will be coming out very soon <laughs> I have not decided when I'm going to drop this I have no clue because I was not expecting to cover this but I'm very glad that we did but Thank you all for listening. And remember, if you enjoy the show, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. I'm Christian, and that was Devin signing off. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.